Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Empowering Voices. Are you curious to know who's my guest for today? Jump in and listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Empowering Voices. Today, we have a special guest. We are very honored to have Leslie with us. Hello, Leslie. Thanks a lot for being with us. We are connecting uh, with uh, Leslie on the other side of the uh, ocean. <laughs> Leslie the other side of the pond. Yeah, exactly. Um, we are very happy to start the conversation with you. I'm very excited because I've been through uh, a bit your website and all the things, amazing things that you have accomplished, but we want to learn from you. Uh, as you know, <clears throat> we start the conversation with one of the words that I have unembroidered on the t-shirts. I have the t-shirt here for those of you who are watching as well. And <clears throat> the word for today is resilience. So Leslie, welcome. Thank you for being with us. And please tell us why resilience resonates with you and what you do, but and who you are. Okay. So I always start my story by throwing it all the way back to 2002. So <laughs> I am old. <laughs> we say I'm old. So into, I call 2002 my terrible twos. <laughs> so if you, have, if you have a child at home, you kind of yeah, know we understand. <laughs> terrible twos. So in one year, in one year, my and I say my beloved father, because my mom died when I was 15. So my father and I were very close. So he passed on in 2002. Um, my husband lost his job in 2002. I had a double mastectomy and multiple surgeries after that in, in 2002. And my son was diagnosed with ADHD, executive dysfunction, and other learning disabilities. So only in one year. One year. Oh, that's any good. of those things. Yeah, break everyone. Yeah. Right. Any one of those things will put someone in the fetal sure. position. But I had all of that in one year. So the crazier story, too, is then within six months, I had um I was working for a not-for-profit and they folded. So but as you know, as a parent, you don't get to be in the fetal position, right? You got to get up to make a lunch, make a breakfast, drive. Of course, a child. So you never stop. You never stop. You can't actually. But it's very difficult too. So um, when my son was diagnosed, this is kind of my story. When my son was diagnosed, I needed to find ways to untangle his world, both at home and at school. And everyone has to remember back then, there weren't podcasts and websites. Yeah. And was nothing the internet yeah, was, it was just the beginning of all beginning. these yeah the internet wasn't very robust so I did a lot of things in my own home to untangle his his world so that he could be productive and calm and true story um friends saw it friends of friends and they said and I did things back then that would have been considered revolutionary maybe not now so much but back then people weren't taking closet doors off so that a child could see what didn't exist or taking dressers out of the room and lining things with clear bins so that it was more visual and easier to process. Mm -hmm. So true story, I had a friend who said, you have to do this for a friend of mine. And I went to that friend's house and I re 
put systems and structures in the home to benefit their ADHD child. Within two weeks, I got four phone calls. Can you come and do that at my house? Wow. Your story. I turned to my husband who happens to have ADHD also, and I'm allowed to say that. And I said, I, I don't do this for a living. At that time I was working. I was working yeah. four days a week. And he looked at me with the straightest face and went, well, you do now. Yeah, exactly. Destiny decided for you. <laughs> That's it. And I went, what? But I don't, I don't have a name. I don't have a business card. I'm such a linear thinker. I'm such that like in the weeds. And he goes, call yourself order out of chaos. I kid you not. And oh, come on. <laughs> and within a month, I like within a month, I didn't have to work my other job. And within six months, I had a team. And within two years, I went virtual. Wow. This is wow. <laughs> really. Because... I mean, it was destiny. But if you right. think, I mean, your um, instinct to do the right thing for your uh, child benefited other people. That's what I mean by that resilience factor. So what I tell people all the time is I did not start out going, I want to be an entrepreneur and here's my business plan and here's the roadmap I'm going to follow. I was as, as fearful as maybe fear should have been my, my word, but I, but I think resilience is a really good one because to come from all of that, to have all of that on your shoulders and to say, I, I, I didn't have a choice. I needed to figure out a way to support, help support my family. My husband was at that point um, consulting and then ultimately he, but I had to figure out how to support my son. I had another child, but I had to help my son help. It, there were so many things swirling yeah. that the resiliency to say, you know what? I'm, I'm so afraid, but fear can either push you in two different directions. It, sure. could, either, it could either paralyze you or it could propel you forward. And I, that resiliency, I always say like, thank God I started from a place of so much stuff because I don't think I would have done, I don't think I'd be here today. I don't think I would have done what I had done if I had had a chance to think. Exactly. Because I think you would have started feeling the fear because in the meantime, you had worries much bigger in that moment oh. so to start a business probably was a distraction although it was also a bit your mission because of course uh, you wanted to uh, make other families happy because but I didn't uh, know what I was doing it's yeah, very, exactly right I didn't know what I was doing and I think what I what I started to say to myself because uh, fear their fear and is, is I could pick fear I could pick resilience resiliency and I think what I did is I and I believe this to be true. And a lot of times I get asked to talk a lot about this. And I say, when you are fearful of something, it's the thing you should be doing the most. Yeah. But there's no growth unless we have fear right. and we then take the lead. Right. And we right. find ourselves on the other side, of course. Right. And so it made me bold. Like I, you know, it's not in my nature to tell everybody what I was doing. It wasn't in my nature to pick up a magazine, like pick up a phone and call a magazine and say, yeah. hey, I have a great story to tell yeah. you. Like, to push yourself. I, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. But I felt at that time, like I had to make this work. There was no other option for me, right? I needed something that would give me a little flexibility so I could take care of my own health. I could take care of my son. My husband was building a business himself. So it, 
after like I just put my head down and and like barreled through with with nothing like yeah. I didn't have like I wasn't you know I'm in I I was an ADHD you know I understood ADHD and executive functioning and parenting but not how to run a business that's a completely uh, of course a completely different thing but it happened at the right moment exactly because you had so many things on your plate yes. what then other one wasn't scary at the beginning it wasn't scary but all at the beginning because I suppose with time you started realizing what you started what was really interesting if I I look back and I have looked back a lot because I get asked to talk about it is like things that I did that I didn't even at the like now you, you you would be saying of course that's what you would do so like even making the business virtual back then was nobody had a virtual business back then. And, and people saying like, I would be writing stories and, and like sharing things about like never exploiting, but usually sharing something that I learned about my son in a, in a vignette or in a moment. And someone saying, you need to share that with everyone. So I started like putting it out on Facebook and saying like, I want to share, you know, something that's going on or a tip for parents and people like, you need to put that in a newsletter. I'm like a newsletter. What's a newsletter. Right. Right? And then somebody, I read about doing a webinar. I'm like, all right, let's try that. And three people showed up and one of them was my sister, but like, it was all of these things. But what really, I think, because I get asked this all the time, drove the business was that I think because I put on my professional hat. I am an academic life coach mm-hmm. for teens and college students with ADHD and, lost, and LD, as well as a parenting coach. But I put on my professional hat, my personal hat, and my parenting hat. Yeah. And there wasn't anybody else really doing that. You were either hearing from doctors, you know, who had this yeah. 36,000 level view, or you also were hearing from people that were not did not have a child at home experiencing what they were. So being able to connect on that human level and bring that perspective as well, what I used to hear all the time is, do you live in my house? Like, wait, are you here? Because you know <laughs> Yes, exactly. of course. But a man could understand better than you. I mean, you leave the situation on your shoulders. I mean, you found the solution guided by your instinct and eventually they revealed themselves to be um, uh, amazing techniques used today. I mean, all these little pieces of the puzzle created, of course, what you have today. Because let's not forget that it's been um, a long time anyway. Uh, You had time to to grow, but what you have done, I mean, reading really uh, what you do today, it's amazing. And the quantity of people that you help uh, helped and help. I mean, it's uh, stunning, and yeah. it's uh, and and it's amazing, and it's uh, that little bridge that you said. I mean, uh, to create a between the medical profession and the real people, because then you need someone. Because after you have a, a diagnosis, then the practical oh, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, there is medication, okay, but then there's the practical stuff that only if you are an insider, you can understand. What we get all the time is we understand the why. Mm -hmm. Can you help us with the how? 
And that's what we bring to the table. We are, I mean, I should say this, we are a virtual, we are, we are still hundred percent virtual. You do not need to live where I live. We have, we are global. I mean, that's what's so lovely is we are a global community. Um, We have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of members, and it's free to be a member to come to us for products, for programs, for workshops, for webinars, and for coaching. Um, So what we love is that we're really able to touch people like where they live. And that was really important for me as a business to, when I created that, that part of the business is do you, if you really need us to be coaching you, we can provide that for you, but maybe you just want to show up and be part of our webinar program, or maybe you just want to come to our site and digest all of the, you know, the information that's there. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter, but as parents, um, believe it or not, and I, and I know this to be really true. Um, if you are a parent of a child who is neurodiverse, you are confused, you are lonely, you are anxious, you are everything you're frustrated. And sometimes you don't want to go to something where you live because, and no parent should feel shame, but I remember never wanting to go. You feel uncomfortable. You can feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. So there's a little bit of an anonymity thing when you come to us because you can be part of everything or you can kind of stand back and and take in whatever it is we're we're offering. And so I think that is it too, um, that there's, and I know this is so not professional, but there's a yumminess to how we run the business. And we say that (laughs) we're very yummy because we are the biggest thing that I feel has kept us on a trajectory and set us apart is we are very much about our community. We do not do anything. We don't create a program. We don't put out a webinar topic. We don't create, make changes in our academic planners. We also have products we sell all over the world under the Order Out of Chaos brand without asking our community what they want. Hmm. Never. To the point is we even call, we do twice a year, we will pick up a phone, we take a smattering of names and pick up the phone and call people in the community just to say, what is it you like? What is it you don't? Now, not everybody's home, but people fall off their chairs. Of course, of course. It's so such a personal uh, service uh, that you offer in this way. I mean, we tend to do it with the normal products. No, I mean, I have uh, clothes and I do it with the clothes, but doing it for something so delicate, so intimate, like uh, uh, what you uh, solve, yes. it's yes. Uh, even much more. I mean, uh, people will uh, feel pampered and understood. Well, I feel, and that's it. We take them on the journey. I always say like, there are, we have members who've grown up with us and but I think what allows that, why we do that is exactly because of who we serve. I, I give you credit. I don't know if I would do that if I was a jewelry designer, yeah. but because of who we serve, we want to make sure that everything we're putting out there is serving who we're serving. And I'm going to say it too. It helps us mitigate risk. Mm-hmm. I don't want to create a program if no one's going to show up. Was, right? That's for sure. And this is the business side that everyone has to look at. But right. uh, from your inside, I mean, your yeah. mission is also that uh, that you really want to support the people who put their trust in you and your business. 
because yes. uh, to trust, especially as a parent, I mean, our most precious thing in life are our, our children. So yes. if I trust you and I follow what you tell me, I need to be 100% sure that you are doing what I need and not what your only what your business needs. Exactly. Right. Yeah. right. You are 100% right. And so we try to do that. Like we you know, we try to funnel everything back into, into the business. So we try to do as much, you know, we, look, we are a business obviously, but we try to, you know, what can balance. we do for free, yeah. balance it. Um, this year we're actually launching a scholarship program, which we've never done before, but I, it is really something I've always wanted to do so that people can come to us and apply for scholarships for coaching and boot camps. Um, we're doing a, uh, we're doing because it's our 10th year anniversary for our academic planners. Mm -hmm. So we're celebrating what we're calling a planniversary. And we're going to be schools can apply um, to get actually not only a donation of product, but also of money, um, a grant, not, oh, you know, wow. where they, because for That's us, we, well, you know what, we want to give back to the community. Like we were spending our time as a team going, well, is there, you know, is there an organization or a charity that we want to support? And one of the members of my team goes, why are we not giving it back to the people that that are that are in our community? And I'm yeah. like, oh, OK, that's well, that's freaking yeah. brilliant, right? Yes. So Actually, it's always difficult to decide no, which is the direction when you want to give back. Yes. But of course, it makes sense. Your community is the one that trusted you from the beginning and brought you where you are. So it's give and take all the time. Right. It's give and take. And, and schools are, of course always exactly. in need of uh some a lot of valuable things. yeah exactly yeah so that's kind of like what's the I mean I think it's interesting you know look you as you said beforehand and I am so appreciative of like yes it has been an incredible trajectory and you know I write books and I speak all over and I've done all these great things but when it comes down to it I'm still if a parent really wants to talk to me like even if I'm not the one doing the day-to-day -day work because there's just so much I can do at this point. Um, I, I've never lost that because I just never have. That's just not something that I was willing um, to remove myself from. Yeah. Like, and I think that actually is what has sustained it. And I think the other thing that allows you to do as a business owner is it allows you to make mistakes and it allows people to be forgiving of those. Yeah. So we have made mistakes where, trust me, we've made a ton of them. And yet our community like either laughs along with us or says, oh my God, like, don't worry about it. Like, really? And we're very, so like, to give you an example is, you know, we, we make academic planners every year and we proof them. Everyone on our team proofs them. And for some reason, one year we decided we celebrated Halloween mm -hmm. and not Halloween. Halloween. Okay. <laughs> We celebrated Halloween. Yeah. Okay. And we were devastated. And we're like, should we tell everyone? Should we make a big deal? Should we forget about it? Hope no one notices. And I'm like, nope, we're gonna make a big deal out of it. And we yeah. Yeah. And on Halloween, we, you know, blasted it out and we gave everybody like, you know, I think a dis discount to something. And people were, they thought it was like, you know what I mean? Instead of like leaning out, we showed our human side of the business. Exactly. Exactly. We effed up. Oh, sorry. We effed up. You know, we made a mistake. I hope it's cool. And everyone's like, are you kidding? It's so good. And so I think you have to like feel that as, as business owners too. 
And uh, it's amazing that you still feel it because, uh, and I think the reason is exactly because uh, the business chose you and not the other way around uh, because it, it was your need probably to give to others uh, this knowledge that you built um, yes. on the field, basically, um, uh, with your own experience. Which is why I picked the word, I didn't pick the word resilience just because of me, because if I look really at everything, I look at, yes, the resiliency to be able to come back from that horrible year and build this, you know, amazing business still. But I look at the resilience of my son and where he is. I look at the resiliency of the members of our community who are, you know, struggling and striving to be better, you know, to be better parents or to be more informed parents. I hate to say better, but more informed parents Mm -hmm. or, and, and even my students who are, again, that resilience of being hurt, being hearing all day long, you're not good enough, or you're making mistakes, or you're lazy, or you're, so to me, that word resilience, really, it feeds and bleeds into everything we do, not just me, it's not just what I've done, but it's what everyone who we touch has done to, you know, a great work over the years but do you explain a bit how it works do you work with the parents um mainly or also with the children okay so i'm gonna i'll give you the readers so we like i said we are a global virtual company and people come to us for all different things so we have coaching programs that are both for students as well as parents. So you can, as a parent, you can come to us to get one-on-one coaching to help you if your child's been newly diagnosed or just behavioral, whatever it is. We also coach students, middle school, I know I'm giving you, but it's like middle school through college. We have coaching programs as well. We also do monthly webinars for our community. It is, it is a, it's free to be a member. We never charge you for membership, but we do charge for the webinar so that you can choose what it yeah, is. What you want. Mm-hmm. those are geared to parents they are not geared to students because students don't show up we tried that and they just don't come um and then we have workshops and stuff like that and, and then we also have a products division mm-hmm. that are both are geared to students as well as parents so there's some hard products like planners and things like that as well as educational videos and stuff for parents and then there's the leslie Josell business so i write a weekly as you know i write books I write a weekly column. I do a million other consulting and things like that. So the base of our business is we speak to parents, but we do a lot of student coaching, a ton of it. And um, how how many people are on your team now? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We are busy. There's because there are some people that just take care of the products division. Sure. Right. There's people that take care of the Leslie Josell business. There's people that take care of, you know, the order out of chaos and all that. There's a, you know, there's with coaches. It's 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 a busy business. Yeah. But it's great. And it's but, all we're all virtual, which is really great. Yeah, of course. And um, yeah, and uh, we did in these last two years, we understood much better how important it is the flexibility of the virtual. Uh, world for for a business and fortunately that you can do it uh, online I mean you can reach many more people and help many more people 
Yeah. And we were always virtual. I remember (laughs) I'm usually based in New York and I remember it was March 16th, Monday morning, you know, the world fell apart on March 12th on that Thursday. And then we had our team meeting and everyone on my team was like, are we going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? And I'm like, we are virtual and we work with parents of neurodiverse children who are now coming home to learn. I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. The one th- and what we did as a team is we couldn't give away our hard products because obviously they cost money, but we had had two webinars lined up. One was for the next week. And then one a month later, we refunded everybody and we oh. said, we're going to do it for free. We wanted to bring in as many, give as much as we could because it was just, you know, devastating what was going on. Of course. And parents needed help and support. So yeah. for the first few months, we just said, all of our webinars, all of our stuff that way. Um, we were doing like, you know, parenting during the pandemic, virtual learning, um, you know, study skills at home, anything we could to support parents. And as much as I, I have to say this, as some businesses we know really struggled, it, it, it was out of control what happened with our business. And that wasn't always a good thing. You have to remember too, and I wanna bring that in, like everything hasn't always been perfect. I am so not a perfect business owner. And sometimes I really don't see the forest from the trees, but we were so busy outward. What can we do for the community? What was going on? I also had a brand new book coming out. I had a collection coming out with a company. I had designed products that we were so focused on outward that the foundation of our business really was not supporting all of this like new people like we grew so I mean as big, as so big much and so quickly yeah as big as we were it like no one could have seen this coming no one and there was fractures and we were putting band-aids and glue and rubber bands on anything we could to the and so one of the things that came out of that and I think that's a good point to show that, you know, not everything does go well. No one could see it from the outside, but trust me on the, on the inside, it was not pretty. It was not pretty. <laughs> it's uh, nice that you are so honest because sometimes oh. we only see, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the facade and uh, what everything, yeah. the, the glitter and the glamour, but uh, no, then yeah. there's always, uh, I mean, growth will always bring uh, some kind of struggle. So it's important uh, to recognize that. Right. And stop it. And that's what we did. We stopped, believe it or not, we said, okay, we're going to shut down for three days in November. This was, Mm -hmm. and we're going to literally tell everyone like, sorry, we are closed for business. And we literally ripped apart the company from bottom to top, top to bottom. Like, what do we need to shore up? What systems are missing? Do we need to hire? Do we need to fire? Do we need to restructure? Do we need to move people around? Like, do we need to get rid of things that aren't working and and support new things that, and it was eye-opening for me as a business owner to go, because, you know, you tend to do what you like and you tend to not do what you don't. And yeah. that wasn't, that's not my, you know, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, Procrastination. Like, and everyone in my company is like, Leslie, like, we need, like my vice president's like, she's slapping me on the wrist going, uh-uh, like put on your big girl panties, <laughs> like get in that chair and be the owner of the company. I'm like, okay, you know, but yeah. you did it. But, and so like, it's not always perfect. And I think that was a really big lesson for us that sometimes what we need to do is stop. Yeah. 
and now we have more consistency of how when we stop and what we bring to our meetings and and are we being able to support before we just say hey that's a great program do we have the infrastructure to support it? To support it, yeah. Of course, uh, every experience uh, is uh, useful for something, right? Uh, even the, let's say, negative one. In fact, I don't like to talk about uh, failure or uh, it's always uh, a learning in Right, you have to fail. I mean, yeah. I have failed. I mean, and I think the biggest thing that I have failed is when I don't listen to me. You know, you'll, you will appreciate this and I hope you're is, People like to tell me what to do. People like to tell me that I leave money on the table. I'm being, and I do, I know I do. I don't charge them, I don't, this is me. I don't believe in memberships. I don't like them. I don't wanna be in a membership program. And I, I've tended to build my business the way I wanna be with yeah. a business. Mm -hmm. So people are like, I can't believe you don't have a You know how much money? I'm like, I don't care. It doesn't feel good. And if it's not gonna feel good, then I cannot. It's gotta be yummy. I keep saying that yeah. word. Yeah. We don't take returns. If yeah. you don't want a product, do not send it back to us. We'll refund you. Just keep it. Put it out in the world. Like good juju. Like you do that? I'm like, yeah, because we don't want to be bothered with it. Our fulfillment doesn't want to be bothered. Like it's all of those things that I, like I said, like how I want, I want to be, like I want to be in business with a business that's like that. Yeah. And it's important because otherwise uh, you you feel a bad energy and you don't feel like to put more in at some point if it doesn't uh, if if it doesn't feel aligned with your principles or the way you are and the way you like it because uh, you are creating something that you would like to find in the world so why not yeah 17. and it works like it is. 17 years is a yeah, long time. Exactly. I mean, we are not talking about a couple of weeks where no. you still have to see how it goes. I mean, right. 17 years is a long time to be in business. Yeah. So yeah. It, it does allow you, like you said, like it has for me to get up every morning and want to do what I do and, and not only do that, but motivate the people who work. I mean, I, I am a lucky, lucky girl that the people, we have to be feeling it. Because, especially because of what of who we serve you can't fake it yeah. you got to show yeah, up exactly. really have to show up right yeah exactly yeah and every day it's not like uh, uh occasionally i mean no you, you wake up every morning to that reality so yeah, yeah you do and not every morning do i feel but once but you know what i i we this is sound corny but you know, we have a mission statement that it, that every, you know, we, I wrote that mission statement maybe 12 years ago. And so every time we decide to do something, even like write a new book or a product or whatever it is, we stop and, and say, is this, let's, let's read the mission. Is this what, and I'm not in my home office. I apologize. It doesn't look as pretty, but in my, in my home office, we have, I have that mission statement blown up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, does that align with who we are? And it's a really good gut check. And that in and of it, like, does that feel good? Does that feel purposeful? Does that feel yummy? Because, you know, it started really poorly in my world. Like, you know, I, I came from nothing. I came from lemons. I came from like a really dark and twisty place. Yeah. <laughs> I, so it's got to feel good now. Yeah. Well, you turned it around beautifully. Yeah. And it's important that uh, your mission statement uh, that you wrote 12 years ago 
is still real today. So right. that means that you followed uh, your heart, definitely. Yeah. Um, but do you work uh, mainly with the private uh, people uh, or also with association, other kind of associations or with schools or yes. hospitals? So, yeah, so I... So we do the, the coaching is one-on-one -on -one with students, you know, private, but the Leslie Josell part of the business, which is me, is I do a tremendous amount of speaking. I You're speaking, yeah. I speak all, I've spoken. I mean, this is also pre-pandemic. I I was every I've been everywhere. I've been from to Brazil, to Dubai, to Canada, and and back again. Um, still doing all of that, but virtually right now, because mm -hmm. we're still. You know, we're we're not of getting course. on a we're not hopping on a plane and headed to Brazil right now. We're just mm -hmm. not doing that. Um, but I am coming to I am coming to England in May. No, speak. really. Oh I, wow. <laughs> so when that happens, I get hired by believe it or not, I get hired by associations, I get hired by schools, I get hired by companies, even a lot of companies want to give programs to their employees mm -hmm. and because they're you know they're they want to bring things in so the so the parents don't have to. So um, I I feel like I've spoken for anything and everyone. So I've done everything from, I'm trying to give you like from colleges mm -hmm. to 7-Eleven, I'm giving you brands, Chase, yeah. like that kind of thing to yeah. the Disability Association, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Children and ADHD Association, like, and, and every school imaginable. And I not only do students, I actually do parents and teachers. I spend a lot of time working with teachers, helping them. Yeah, I thought the teachers is a very important, very important. Uh, part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also, so, I don't know how it's in the US if you have specific uh, uh, teachers for uh, children yes. Uh, yes. in the class. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we have a special, like there are special ed teachers, but what tends to happen is I get asked to come in to speak to um, what we call gen ed, general education mm -hmm. teachers to help them understand what executive functioning is. Mm -hmm. What does it look like in the classroom and how can they set up their classrooms? What I like to call universal learning, something that's going to benefit every student in the class, not just the child that might be. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's very important as well for, yeah, for the environment and the atmosphere in the in the class. Yes, right, really. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes, I, I, and again, like people ask, how does that happen? And a lot of it is, you know, well, now I have like, to be honest, now I have a speaker's agent, but back then it was just, I gave a talk and someone there said, oh, I, I heard you, can you, and it, it's, it's just, I always say you never, if you're building a business, you never know who's listening, who's yeah. watching. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> that's exactly. why you I've always to think at the back of your mind that you can grow exponentially very quickly and uh, like happened to you. But uh, that is the adventure of a business. And it's amazing. But I didn't grow. I have to say, and I keep going back to this because I, I don't want people to feel like, oh, I'll never have what she had or I will never be. It did not happen overnight. 17 years is a long time. And a lot of what happened with my business grew very organically, right? I never pushed the business because to know me, and it might not seem that way, I'm actually, when it comes to my business, I'm conservative. Do you know what I'm saying? I, mm -hmm. you know, everything we did, I wasn't, I didn't want to go out and get investors. I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't want to borrow. I didn't. I, and that's, I mean, I really talk in the weeds about how I wanted to always be the one who held full control 
Yes. Yeah. Of, of what I did. So, you know, like when we launched our academic planners, again, I never set out to say, okay, I'm going to start a product business. So uh, yes. Uh, it was, it I came out automatically. I mean, it was uh, the right moment to do it. it. The right moment. Yeah. You create yeah. something, you hand it to people, yeah. they love it, and 50 yeah. want them, then 100, then 1,000, and then, and then you figure out, okay, I'm on to something. And again, it's that kind of growth that has always been, um, other than during the pandemic, it's always how I've kind of built order out of chaos and steered it that way. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, you can see your passion. That's why 17 years uh, you grew so nicely. Um, I always ask my uh, guests if there's a part of resilience that, of course, resonates with you, any other word or a quote that uh, it's important for you, it's like sort of guidance. Well, it's funny, um, when I was reading your words, which I just thought were beautiful, I was, I actually was sitting between two and I really felt that curiosity was, I always picked curiosity, but I'm like, I don't know, that's really <laughs> my, my main word. I think um, if you're, I think curiosity is really something that instinctively I have that has helped me with even like always like being mindful of what do you need? What do you want? What's working for you? What's not for you? If you stop, you know, you know, we keep saying that 17 years and even I'm like, wow, 17 years. I don't know if I was not curious and, and to keep learning and keep yeah. figuring things out, um, would I, would I be here? And I, and my community finds it funny that when I tell them I'm the student, like I will post like in class today or at a conference today. And they're like, Oh, that's right. You have to learn. I'm like, yes, of course I have to learn. Yeah. Right. So that curiosity, I think has really helped me like just figure stuff out that, yeah. and I feel I've never stopped being curious. Yeah. So, that's beautiful because it's uh, the push to yes. go to the next one. And what right. now? Right. And to also, and not just externally for your business, but also our clients. If you're not curious about how somebody thinks or somebody learns, yeah. Processes information. How can you serve them? Right. How can you serve them? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. That's amazing. I just want to remind everyone that uh, the contacts for to reach out uh, are in the post in bio on my website on YouTube. I mean, uh, it will be easy to reach out and see the beautiful work you do, and maybe someone in our audience really needs your help. We always say that our website is our hardest working member of our team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Isn't that great? <laughs> That's there, a lovely so way. There is yeah. so much information there and it changes daily, daily. You, there is so much there. So we always say it's the hardest working member of our team. You can head there for any, probably anything you might need. So yeah. yes. Okay. Beautiful. Thanks a, a lot for being with us. Oh, it's uh, been a real honor and uh, speak to you soon. Bye okay. everyone. Bye everyone. Thanks for having me.